I think Vegas was really cool. Um, that party was fun. As a first race. Yeah. Yeah. Fun party. Got to introduce some people to the sport. Mm -hmm. Maybe some uh, future addicts of the sport, possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah. People that will be coming with us to races. Yeah. Hopefully. So that'll be cool. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, this is, uh, we are in preseason. This is season two of Basement Breaks. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back. We are back. As yes. always, I am Steven. And I am Foster. Yep, yep. We're really excited. Yeah, yeah. We, it's it's been two months, two months, give or take, since our last podcast. Yep. Um, you know, we've, we've, we haven't not done stuff for Basement Breaks. Yeah. Yeah, that. we haven't had episodes out, but we've been working behind the scenes, mm -hmm. pushing different ideas for projects yep. and how we want to plan out. I think the main difference between where we're at now and where we were at before is mm -hmm. that we just sort of started before. Yes. And now we had preseason time to sort of plan and create all the sorts of things. So oh, we've yeah. been playing uh, the sim set up a little bit. Oh, yep. Streaming on Twitch. Experimenting with some short form sim yeah. content. Go follow our Twitch channel, Basement Breaks. Oh, yeah. I've been getting uh, some great critiques from the comment section. Oh, yeah. And um, it's it's all learning, too. It is. Um, Constructive criticism is always nice and welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. There's we, been, there's, there, Formula One was dry for about a, a month, a month and a half. Oh, yeah. And then it was just oh, the last little, two little weeks. Fire started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, I think I think it's it started a little bit with you know some contracts happening, and and, and we'll yeah. get into it obviously. But yeah. over the past, I want to say seventy two hours for us, yeah, it's been pretty pretty fun in terms of, of of stuff coming down the grapevine for us to 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 see and talk about. Oh yeah. So, you know, we're, we're definitely excited to get into it. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe we should we should start off where we left off, um, which was Abu Dhabi, twenty twenty three. Yep. Um, you know, we already knew Max was winning the championship. Um, yep. Towards the end of the season, uh, Lewis Hamilton looked like he could fight Checo for second place, but that kind of was put to bed yep. uh, towards the end of the season. Mm -hmm. But there was a big battle. Was it for fourth place, if I remember correctly? Right. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think four or five drivers that were all sort of in an in-between spot going into the last race. Yep, yep. Um, I know Fernando Alonso. Alonso, Leclerc, uh, Lando Norris. Signs. Signs. There might have been someone else in there. But, um, but yeah, the uh, Red Bull ended up dominating the 2023 season. <laughs> Signs was the only non-Red Bull driver to pull a win out for Ferrari and he got rewarded very well. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now we're going into the 24 season. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously starting a podcast on one of the most dominant seasons by a single driver and also a single team. Yeah. You know, it becomes difficult to try to, you know, yeah. get people into formula one, which I also found, <laughs> Yeah. It, it's equally, you know, frustrating, but also funny. Yes. At the same time. Yeah. Because, you know, all the memes are, you know, Max Verstappen this, Max Verstappen that. Yep. Why do you even watch the race when you know Max is going to win by 30 seconds? That's been asked to me so many times. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, it also happened, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the Vegas, uh, the race in Vegas was one of the biggest things that it, you know formula one has done in, in in a while you know yeah um, it was a massive event for last year yes they spent a tremendous amount of money they hyped it up um they had a whole bunch of eyes on it we were talking to our friends about it and that first practice had a mishap yes to us a minor mishap yes and then we focused on the rest of the good i thought it was a good event overall yes. other than that throwing a wrench into things but part of the you know Bad news travels much quicker yep. than good news. Oh, yeah. Or any average news. Yep. So I think you mentioned the next day at work, everyone was talking to you about some mishap that happened. Yeah. And everyone was also talking to me about some mishap that happened yep. during free practice. 
um, I think Formula One overall showed that they can still put on a great event. Because mm-hmm. I think Las Vegas was a win for Formula One. Yeah, um, I agree. But, you know, ho- hopefully this season brings a couple more uh, <laughs> interesting storylines to follow. Yeah, it's it's definitely, as a newer fan, it's interesting to see what reaches mass public and what reaches the Formula One sphere. Yes. And then, you know, what reaches, you know, motorsport and like car and like internet related things. Mm-hmm. Like there's different. There's tiers. Uh, yeah, there's tiers to where news and journalism reaches. Um, which, you know, is interesting. It's fascinating. Um, yeah. Um, but it's also pretty cool that even though it wasn't for necessarily the right reason, that I was not the first person to talk about Formula One on those days that the news popped up. Everyone else was talking about it before I was. Yeah, yeah. Any, any, w- w- there's a saying for that, right? Isn't and uh any news is is good news. Or any publicity or is good. Any publicity is good. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? I, I think they have a contract in Vegas. Obviously, they still have their Miami race. They have Coda, which everyone loves. Um, I guarantee you that there's. I don't know what the number is, but I guarantee you there's a number of uh, fans that started watching just because, or like that are starting to get into Formula One just because the word F1 got put in front of them in an article and oh, yeah. they decided to look into it. 100%. That's what happened to me. Yeah. That's exactly how I started watching. Yeah. It was the end of, you know, um, I guess it would have been the 2021 season, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. You know, that's very controversial, but that got me addicted to it right away. Yeah. Where now I had no Formula One to yeah. watch for two months yeah. and I had to inject it into my veins by myself. Yeah, uh, it was, you were the you were the target getting reached at that point. Yep. Um, so... Yeah, we actually spent a little time looking at, um, you know, the 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 Google search. Um, what would they call that? Like metrics, metrics, analytics, statistics of um, Formula One in general, like with Google yes. and uh, you know search terms and popularity over time. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely a couple big moments, but I think it was yeah. that Thursday, <laughs> that Thursday free uh, practice, yeah, that, that Thursday night or Wednesday night. I kind of yeah. forget what it was for us. All that was kind of a yeah. They moved it up. It, they moved it up so it would have been a Thursday event. I yeah. think. Um, but yeah, that seeing the quite a spike in Google the, searches. The that line, day. the line graph of uh, Formula One in Google searches spiked to. Currently, the most ever searches of <laughs> specifically in the U.S. By the yes. way, I'm gonna... oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, getting into you know 2024, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we have a, a you know a, a wider pool of, of of winners. Competition, competition. You never yep. know. Um, you know, we've had some 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 crash testing. You know, some of the first big news. Um, that start or news pieces that started coming out. I think you know this would have been like two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. Yep. Was that Red Bull failed their crash testing, and I think since then Alpine also failed failed a crash testing. And yeah, you know for some reason that makes headlines. Um, yeah, people want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was Adrian Newey came out and said, you know, you want to fail your first crash testing mm-hmm. because then you don't know if you're pushing the limits truly if you don't actually fail. Yeah, um, I did. I didn't hear that he said that, but that's what I was just going to talk about is that. It's it's obvious that Red Bull is putting a lot of, you know, time, energy, hours into wanting to keep that car competitive. Oh, yes. So when I heard that they failed the, you know, like safety essentially test, mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, yeah, they're like, they're getting it within that margin that's like just, <laughs> just there to be the fastest car on the grid. Yeah. Um, say their first yeah. rodeo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, we were talking about like fail testing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a little, a little into, uh, you know, fostered myself, but we actually, you know, growing up together, we, we, <laughs> we took some science classes together as well. Um, and I don't know if this is something that, you know, we should joke about, but also we might get judged on a little bit. You know, I'm not the most scientific person in the world. I love numbers, you know, math and stuff like that. I, I think you always kind of gravitated towards, you know, yeah, design. You had an eye for design. Yeah, neither of us are in this like science field of work. So yeah. we had um, I th- what was this? Uh, you know, tenth grade. So we were, you know, 
10th grade individual research project. 13, 14, or 15 years old in yeah. biology. Yes. You know, so, somewhere around that age frame. And um, <laughs> we talked about failed testing, and, and that struck the conversation of, you know, that, <laughs> I guess, that project that we had together at one point. Oh, yeah. um, so we were not partners for it, but we did it independently. Yes. Um, I did mine on 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 crayfish, mm-hmm. um, crawfish, whatever you want to call them. Yep. Um, I forget what yours was on. Mine was on plants. And I think, I don't know what kind of plants I used, mm. but I don't know. It, it didn't end up working. Yeah. It was bad. I, mine was actually interesting enough. Uh, it was creatine affecting plant growth. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. And I we didn't find any results because it didn't affect anything, <laughs> which resulted in us getting a D on the project. Oh, that's messed up. And I think I got a... I think I got a B in the class still overall, <laughs> but that was like, I don't know, 25% of our grade or yeah. something. Yep. Yeah, that was bad. Mine was uh, mine was a little interesting because mine was on crayfish and I was trying to see if how like calcium would affect their yeah. growth. By the way, crayfish for anyone that doesn't know are essentially like little tiny like lobsters, but they're this big. Yeah. So I didn't know that. that- before the, yeah. pitching the project. Yeah. So we I've were, caught them before. That's oh, why. Did? Yeah. In oh, the really? river. Yeah. I thought they were a southern thing. No, yeah, they're in uh yeah, they're in East Coast. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, so we ordered a hundred of them. Yep. Um I don't know why we ordered so many. I think because we were online? To- yeah, I don't really know how we got them. It's kind of you know, I've had a lot of concussions since then, so uh, I don't yeah. really remember a whole lot. It's also we're we're not in tenth grade anymore. You know, we're, we're quite no, a few years ago. away from that. But um yeah, so I, I, I ordered the crayfish. We ordered the crayfish and they sat in the garage for you know, it was winter time. Yep. Um so we opened the chests and we had uh six remaining <laughs> Uh, a lot test, of, test subjects. Yeah, six remaining <laughs> test subjects. Um, we tried for a day or two, and then three more died or something. So we gave up. Yeah, we ended up completely forging the project and getting a C. So yeah, um, if that teaches you anything, it's don't put a lot of effort in a project that probably shouldn't be graded anyway. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Red Bull, keep failing your testing. Yeah, it 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 won't result in you know down the line failure. Yeah. Yeah, so, something like we've, that. we've both gained success since then. Yeah. So, you know, just oh. a, just a speed bump in the road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so, um, you know, what else has happened? We've had some new uh, rebranded team names. Yep. We knew we knew about last season that AlphaTauri was going to be ending. And for a while, uh, I think that it was rumored that they were going to become Hugo Boss. Yes. And that was kind of that was where it landed for quite a while, yep. I think. Yep, yep. And then there was a little bit more talk and, you know, jokes about sugar-free Red Bull and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. But mm-hmm. we now have a name. Sort of. <laughs> Sorry. I had to remember it. The uh, Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. And I believe they're going colloquially... 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 Oh no! As uh, V carb, V carb, I can say that. Yeah, V carb, and it's also interesting. I haven't seen the single time that it's written out racing bulls, but it's R B, and like visually, like Red Bull, yeah, yeah. Um, but but as far as like the full name, I'm just saying I haven't seen it like written out ever. Mm-hmm. That's not part of like the branding. Mm-hmm. Um, but Visa Cash App, and then R B, and then it's that. <clears throat> like bright blue car, not the navy blue that they've been using for the uh, regular Red Bull. Gotcha. Team. So the Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Um, and then we also have on the website right now, on the F1 website, it's, it's saying uh, Kick Sauber, mm-hmm. but I think the full team name, um, it says officially here, is Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. Um, wow. So, so a, couple, a couple brands in there. Um, I think stake and kick are, are are pretty close in terms of doing um, business with one another. Yeah. Um, Sauber's uh, the original team name mm-hmm. um, that's historically running with the team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so two team name swaps. Um, I'm going to show you their new uh, uniforms that are on the website. Um, 
we'll uh, put this on the screen as well for everyone, for nice. the viewers on those YouTube. Are, uh, those are great. Yeah, so... Uh, when did they get arrested? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a mugshot. Yeah. Um, so for the audio listeners, um, I just showed uh, Foster yeah. a picture of the new race suits that are on F1's official website right now for... Uh, stake F1 team and also for uh, V Carb. Uh, um, both both teams have only unannounced only the drivers' heads <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, um, with their bodies completely cut off because the sponsorships are different. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But hey, yeah, I mean, maybe uh, omit uh, the whole picture instead. I mean, even the teams that aren't changing have you know new a new car livery that they're um, announcing. We're currently have uh only seen the Haas car. Yes. Um and coming up this week and the next week is all of the releases of all of the uh new liveries for the teams. Yeah. I uh, think a few bleed into the week after. Yeah. Um and I know Williams all- is in, and Stakes is tomorrow. So when this gets yep. released uh Monday the, the 5th, yeah. um we'll be reacting William, to those. Will, oh yeah. From my cubicle at work, I will be <laughs> watching yep. that. And the uh, but w- the reason I brought that up was because the the racing suits are in conjunction with the liveries, which are unannounced. Mm. So that's why they're like not oh. populated. Yeah, yet. at least for those yeah. two teams, Especially probably because the, the rebrands, the new. Yeah, they just don't have their suits at all. They and didn't you, even I'm, go with last year's. I'm sure you have to get so much clearance from like sponsorship and stuff to be able to have probably like where things are and how it looks and approval from f1 and all your sponsors and to see that headache i'm yeah. sure they have like a team of people each each team that i feel like that's those are the parts that the teams that have a lot of money don't have to worry about yeah and the teams that don't have a lot of money are like oh, like oh yeah because they have to spend more time yeah they have fewer sponsors that they need that are all watching probably a bit closer than yeah you know the I don't know. And just oh, less- I'm sure Oracle could do anything and, and <laughs> pull stuff fine, you know? Anytime you have, like, less people, too, like a smaller team mm-hmm. of people, you're going to have, like, more things to worry about per person. But yeah, That's probably a headache. Yeah. Yeah, so, so two new team names. Um, yep. Other than that, you know, obviously we go into the season, all same drivers and all same teams. Yeah, no rookies. No rookies. No rookies this year. Um uh, I don't remember the last time that's happened, and that's me being a newer fan, but at the same time, not doing the research before this podcast, which I probably should have done. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> well, I mean, from my perspective, seeing, uh, what do we have? Two, two rookies? Three last year, technically. Three last year. Um, um, uh, to, then, to then none, like, I didn't even think about the fact that there wouldn't be any new rookies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see how long ago that happened. Yeah. Um, but it was also just, you know, with Red Bull being so dominant, it already felt like a very different season than like normal would be. Um oh, yeah. even though he's been winning for a while. Anyway. Um So uh we were able to uh catch the Daytona twenty four hour. Yeah. It was the first time we both watched that. Yep. A whole we, lot of former Formula One drivers featured in that as well. Yeah. Um even uh even some uh sim a sim content creator uh was driving for he's also a race car driver but he creates content driving sim uh on youtube uh his name he goes by mo mo rad uh he was uh he ended up winning in his class daniel morad right daniel morad that's what it is yeah i couldn't i couldn't remember his first name uh but yeah he won uh in his mercedes amg gt uh, car mm-hmm. and his uh, team. I think he had three other drivers, and he was the last driver. But yeah, there was a bunch of. It was cool to see a bunch of names that we recognized from Formula One and other motorsports. And it's also an interesting. It's a much different race than any Formula One race. Um, oh yeah, cars are way different. The fact that there's multiple classes of cars all on the track at the same time, mm-hmm. and then you have you know impacts between two different cars in the different classes and it's like then they don't really get penalized because they're not affecting like that's not their competition oh yeah. it's just a, it was a see, steep learning curve yeah seeing it's it's cool to now that we know so much about formula one at least from my perspective to then apply that to other motorsports mm-hmm. that there's 
the way that penalties and rules and style of racing and all sorts of stuff are very different, but you're still able to like appreciate everything. Oh yeah. Um, so that was a cool experience. And the only endurance race before that, at least that I had seen, I don't know about you, but was the hundredth of Mons, uh, also last year. Mm-hmm. That was much earlier in the year. Um, so I didn't really have as good as a, of a perspective on that. Um, and it was also our first IMSA viewing. Um, and I think that they did a great job of like, you know, the broadcast and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think I probably watched, not necessarily watching the TV, but it was on in the background for probably about 14 hours yeah. in total. So My my biggest critique with that yeah. was that they showed the same seven or eight commercials. Oh, man. Every <laughs> single commercial break, every 30 minutes for 24 hours. I feel like it was, it was, it was, it was probably more than every 30 minutes. It was let, it was like maybe 10 minutes of showing. Are you serious? And then, oh yeah. I thought I was going crazy. Oh, it was. I learned so much about different tax things because obviously tax ads are very big right now this time of year. Yeah. I got so much knowledge from that though. And I think that it's kind of unfortunate because they uh, signed a deal to be able to show it in the u.s uh-huh. but it was on uh peacock which in the u.s if you're not in the u.s i don't know internationally if it's a thing but yeah. it's like a premium service that you have to pay for to be able to watch yep um and so that i think was like where we were getting the ads from yes um so i don't think that everyone had that and also i think that internationally you can watch imsa online yes and so you don't have ads or they're different or less i don't know we should, we should get a vpn uh, that's not a bad idea for next time i didn't even think about that I didn't, we probably I didn't could either. have saved ourselves hours we probably watched hours of ads oh my gosh yeah. that whole thing yeah. oh man plus we could have had like a different like announce i don't know the announcers were fine actually i shouldn't say anything yeah. about that but um yeah, so Daytona 24. I mean, I also had fun watching the, the Miata races beforehand. Oh, Those yeah. were fun. For, I'm, you're, like, unlocking all these memories that I forgot about. That was from, last week, man. I know, but uh, I'm <laughs> just... happened since last yeah, week, Oh, my God. My brain is, like, I'm still trying to process everything that's going yep, on yep. Uh, preseason-wise. So, um, part of what made that... I just picked a random driver to to, to root for for that Miata race. Oh, yeah. Um and I, I, forget, I forget his name, and I'll, I'll search it in a second here. But but the driver I picked happened to be, I, I think, that the, the young driver that oh, ended yeah. up winning his class uh, was LMP. Was he an um, LMP car? Or I think he was in an LMP2 car, which is the Le Mans Prototype 2 class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, that was, he participated in the Miata Cup race, which is essentially, I don't know, 25 Miatas that are all the same spec so it's a lot like formula three where it's same car just all in little souped up miatas ripping it around the i got it partial oval Go this ahead. kid he's he's 17 years old his name's connor zillish and i i let me give me one second here i, I forget if he if he if he did the uh miata race I, I it was the same last name i assume it was him yeah. once he has a brother yeah um but anyway, he competed in the in the uh, Rolex Twenty Four um, at Daytona um, in the LMP Two and got a victory. So he got first place, got the Rolex watch all in a weekend. Yeah, and then probably got to go to school the next Monday and talk to his friends about it in high school. Imagine if someone in high school <laughs> won won the LMP Two class at Daytona Twenty. Like that's not even like that, that's a seventeen year old kid. That I mean that's that's insane to me. The yeah, the the fact that like no one else, well, unless they're into like motorsport, like yeah. no one else's age would even be able to like appreciate. Oh yeah, for sure. A, like the idea of like winning a, that kind of race, yeah. and it's like, oh, it was twenty four hours long. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Did you get tired, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for context, they have essentially in for those twenty four hour endurance races, they even have twelve hour ones. The next one coming up for uh, IMSA is 12 hours at Sebring, which is also in Florida. Um, oh, yeah. But for these, you know, endurance races that are this long, it's a team. You have one car and three or four drivers, mm-hmm. and you just do shifts. And if your car dies, you're out of the race. If you crash, you got to get it back to the pits. Mm-hmm. And, 
you just got to survive to the end. And oh, yeah. the the top class, the GT GDP hypercar class, ended up getting was it? I think it was in the seven hundred uh, laps. I think it was almost eight hundred laps that they were able to get, um, which ended up being like over three thousand miles traveled. Um, the other crazy part of that whole thing is that after 24 hours, there's still cars that are less than a second from each other with these races that used to, you know, they've been running these races a long time. They used to be laps apart from each other. (laughs) And I think they talked about it multiple times during the race, but last year's LMP2, uh, win was decided by like six tenths oh really yeah <laughs> what well, this uh the uh sorry six hundredths i think was what it, it was basically like one and two the the, the porsche other. that one was only two just over two seconds ahead of the uh the, the cadillac oh the, the cadillac yeah, yeah the cadillac was chasing it down yeah that was uh yeah i highly recommend you know looking into whenever the next endurance races those are pretty cool to be able to watch and oh, yeah. just like figure out as you go. They are they do they do do a good job at explaining certain concepts and everything. So mm-hmm. someone new to it with a heavy understanding of motorsport was able to appreciate it. But I could see that even like random people just watching it would still be able to appreciate certain aspects of it. Oh yeah, once you once you take away the the like the time of it and you're yeah. like I don't have to sit here for 24 hours and watch the whole thing because yeah. I woke up late for it and I still had just as much fun watching it. We watched it to the very end. Yeah. And that was that made it fun, you know, just like Le Mans last year. Yeah. We saw the rain stints that happened, the night oh, yeah. stints that happened. Yeah, that, that that's the that's very cool about those those endurance races. It makes them very watchable for for anyone on any given weekend. Yeah, and it's it's wild because you know, it sounds, you know, the idea of it from an outside perspective, mm-hmm. sitting down and watching a race for 24 hours, like, why would that be interesting? Yeah. But, like, literally any second, things go awry. Yes. And then that, you know, cuts to that part of whatever. Like, there's always something happening mm-hmm. for the entire 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, but that was a cool event. I wonder if they had to switch camera people out, too. I mean, they definitely had to, right? Yeah, I think everything, production, like the entire production team, cameramen, the commentators, everything rotates and shifts, yeah. drivers. That's incredible. Team, yeah. It's great uh, great logistics by them at IMSA. Yeah, year. it's that's something I definitely want to learn more about and want to keep watching and yeah, checking yeah. out. So getting into a team that participated at IMSA, um, that also was knocking on the door of being the next, next participant in Formula One. Yep. Uh, Andretti was denied their spot for a 2025 Formula One bid. Yep. And that put up a whole bunch of news everywhere. Oh, yeah. I the, th- Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, for context, they this has been in the works for a while. Um but it, I, until very recently, I hadn't heard any, like, more news about it. Mm-hmm. It's so serious that they started car development. Let's put it that way. Like, yeah. they are developing a car, and yeah. they assumed that Formula One eventually would say yes. Yes. Um, however, it, it, it was weird how the news came out. Mm-hmm. Because it came out, and then everyone reacted very harshly against Formula One. Yes. You know, there was talk about the, the idea that Andretti could sue formula one and you know go through the fi yeah i don't really know how that works you know ultimately i think they have a say you know if all 10 teams come together and 10 teams vote no then andretti's not getting a spot in there yeah however it was it was also a little weird because it came out a couple days later there was this like email that might have gotten sent to one of the andretti's emails about a meeting Mm-hmm. to meet with Formula One yep. that got delivered to a spam box. And also they talked about 2025 when Andretti was planning for 2026. Yeah. There just seemed to be a whole bunch of miscommunication. And now no one's really talking about anything. Yeah, it's definitely, it, you know, spiked with things coming out. And it's kind of, you know, it's going to sit, you know, dormant, I think, until more news comes out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
yeah, it seems a little, everything seems like it's on like thin ice right now. Yes. Um, it's from what it seems like currently that Andretti will eventually get into Formula One, uh-huh. but just not right now. Yeah. And as a part of Formula One's answer to no, they did sort of establish, hey, not now because we want it to be a GM works team Mm -hmm. or a GM works partner team. Yeah. And they want to have a GM or one of those two things or a GM power unit. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, I think Formula One mentioned something about Andretti not bringing value to Formula One and vice versa. Formula One's bringing value to Andretti. And with that statement that you made, I understand Formula One's perspective where yeah. if Andretti comes to Formula One hypothetically in 2025 yeah. and they have a Renault engine, I know Andretti wasn't planning on that. Okay, let's say 2026 and they have a Renault engine. Yeah. At that point, does Formula One gain value from Andretti? Yes, mm-hmm. it does. But the value isn't as much as if they already came to the table with Cadillac or GM, like you said. Yeah. Um, even if they are they are coming eventually, mm-hmm. they aren't get, getting that value of, you know, oh, my gosh, we have four. Is it, would that be four engines? So we have Mercedes, uh, Ferrari, Alpine. That would be a fifth engine manufacturer. Yeah. Um, well, Honda, Ford. Are we talking 2026 or 2025? I, I don't know. A Red Bull powertrain is, is, is their own Alpine. Yeah. Um, Mercedes, uh, Ferrari. Yeah. Um, I was just saying for 2026, it's going to be Honda for Aston Martin. Yeah. And uh, Ford, Ford performance supposedly for Red Bull. We think, yeah. Which is like, then, then you have six or seven, yeah. like six, which, which now I understand formula one's perspective. If they're looking way down the line, yeah. but you know, ultimately it just seems like both sides are, are not communicating with one another yeah. in the same language. Or I don't know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. I don't know if it's, both of their faults or one of their faults either way they both got a bunch of clicks but yeah i mean it's yeah it's <laughs> good publicity oh yeah um and i think the the biggest thing is just that andretti is huge in motorsports yes um and so having that name in what most people consider to be the pinnacle of motorsport in f1 um is a really cool idea mm-hmm. and the fact that they're Working on it, I think, is fantastic. Oh yes. Um, I hey, if they're if someone's not ready for it and they don't think it's going to work, then I don't think it should work and that should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, don't rush greatness. And I agree. I think when they whenever they do get into Formula One, which I think they will, I think it's gonna, um, you know, it's gonna run well, hopefully, and. You know, it'll have a lot of hype around it and they'll have fans for sure that are pocket fans that are, you know, already coming from other sides of motorsport. Um, So, yeah, whenever they do get in, I think it's going to be great for them. I think it I think it will be and I think it'll be great for the sport, um, at least for domestically for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe it'll be a little competitive for the other teams and they might not be too happy, but it'll be good for the United States. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little more American inclusion in an international sport. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, so speaking of uh, greatness in, in, in motorsports, mm. um, we have one really big point, the elephant in the room. Yep. Um, I will always remember where I was when I heard the news. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari for 2025. 20. Yes, sir. <sighs> that was... Do you remember that the night before? Okay, so prog- progression from my perspective okay. was you telling me that uh, Will Buxton heard some wild news mm-hmm. that he said if it happens, it's going to be huge. Yes. Or ma- I think he said massive. Yes. And if if Will Luxon says something's going to be massive. It's going to be the biggest thing the, ever. <laughs> I should have taken that with a little more, you know, validity. Yeah, he's a goat. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's telling us something big is happening. Yes. Um, <laughs> when he said that, I was like, what could he mean? And I even said that. I, I was like, what, what could he possibly be talking about? Yeah, yeah. And then you specifically... I think it was the next day, or maybe it was the same evening. 
brought up a couple potential team changes. Yeah. And I specifically, <laughs> one of them was Hamilton to to Ferrari. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I can emotionally, uh, you know, <laughs> if I can take that as a preseason, like, change. Yes. You know, I knew it wouldn't be coming for, like, the current season. Yep. But just that it was like a bombshell. Yeah. Um, and then I saw some Ferrari. Or no, no, no. I saw some Italian news article yep. from I've never heard of it before. I don't speak. I don't speak Italian. I, yeah. I Googled or I, I translated it on Twitter. Yeah. Because I saw Hamilton. Yeah. And then I was really scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I think we went to bed. Yeah. And I think the next day happened. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. That. There was it was interesting because there was so much talk about it, mm-hmm. like it already happened. Yes, and sources like ESPN were essentially saying that it was confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> without saying it. Yeah, enough that speaking of our coworkers bringing up stuff to us, two different coworkers brought up from ESPN mm-hmm. notifications because they're into sports that Lewis Hamilton's going to Ferrari, and I was like. It's not confirmed yet. Yeah. That's a crazy idea. Yes. And the fact that people are talking about it like it's happening, they, they, there's no, it wasn't confirmed yet at yeah. all. I was getting frustrated with the news cycle, but yeah. the gravity of the move, it does make sense. It, yeah. Everyone it, wanted to be the first one to talk about it or, or, or confirm yeah. it or, you know, I was just sitting in my cubicle. You were working. Yeah. And I think both of us were like, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of stuff going on right yeah. now in the news sphere. I think reflecting back, I should have I should have understood the weight of it. Um, I kind of, I guess it's just my new fan bias, but I forget that, you know, Lewis Hamilton's been around the block quite a few times. <laughs> and he's basically the GOAT. I mean, he's the st- statistical GOAT. Um or a lot of things, but yes, um, but yeah, that's uh, and then it was confirmed by F1 and him like a day or two later. He yep. talked about everything, yep, yep, and there's still you know information coming out about how it was revealed to who, and yeah, there was there's the rumor of him, <sighs> yeah, talking to Bono the day before over coffee, yeah. and and that's yep. how, or not, not uh, Bono Toto. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 Bono didn't even know about it. His race engineer didn't even know about it. And when Toto yeah. told Bono, he thought he was joking. Yeah. Um. Then there's rumors of the contract and 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 how Lewis wanted to be. What was it? The um, not the representative. Whatever the the spokesperson or or, or whatever for brand um, ambassador. Ambassador. Thank you. Yeah, That's yeah. the word. <laughs> the ambassador for Mercedes for X amount for X amount of years. And Mercedes apparently said they couldn't do that. Well, mm. Ferrari said yes. Mm. And now it came out the details of the contract. Well, <laughs> did you see how much he's getting paid? I I still thought it was not out yet. Yeah. Um, but it was thrown around that he would be making more than Max. Yeah. I forget what Max by, is making. By a significant margin. Yeah. I, I think Max is like in the I, 50s or 60s. I thought Max is, was currently at like the 50 million yeah. salary mark. So it, it and, and this is this is Google. This isn't Yeah. This is this is not a source. Yeah. <laughs> Unsourced. This is not financial advice. <laughs> um they're saying that his contract is around 100 million dollars per year. <sighs> That's the number I saw and I didn't I didn't know if it was uh I mean I I, I guess Will we ever know? I, I I don't know. I was just gonna use some perspective points here. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, for perspective, yeah, the uh, the budget cap limit for uh, F one team twenty twenty three, yeah, was one hundred thirty five million dollars. Now, I think it's safe to say that salaries are not considered in that for drivers. Um, I I don't think they would have a car if they used 100 million of 135 million yeah and if, Ma- Lewis if or Charles he'd probably be Max, walking to if Max is getting paid 50 of yeah. 
that. That's true, yeah. That's not really feasible for yeah. how many people they have. And we'll have to like map some of that out sometimes because I'm always interested. In, like, I, obviously, I, I watch the NFL too. I'm, I'm an American, so I watch American sports. But yep. to see what a quarterback is is paid compared to you know the person that's defending his life <laughs> is hilarious to me because he makes like 60 yeah. times more than the guy that's protecting him. Yeah. And then also that same thing could be said for you know I mean obviously I, I think that you know drivers do deserve a tremendous amount of money. They work very sure. hard and put their life on the line. But yeah. you know. And, and don't get me wrong, every F1 driver is paid a lot of money. Yes. But, you know, there's the scale. There's, there's, and there's different, huge differential between drivers. I think about a hundred times now, to be exact, honestly, yes. if I were to guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, hey, I mean, if you look at someone that's been driving for two years and someone that's been driving for as long and has been winning as long as Lewis Hamilton, that's true. To also convince him to leave a team after 11 years. And six wins with them. Yeah, six championships. Yeah, six championships. Sorry. No, you're um, fine. A lot, a lot more wins than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pay someone a lot of money to be able to. I mean, even if he like was not necessarily happy with his team, mm -hmm. which I think we saw multiple points in the 2023 season that he was, you know, frustrated with the car, mm -hmm. frustrated with the, you know team strategy yeah. you know and every driver is going to have a certain amount of that but mm -hmm. it wasn't like a flawlessly run entire time like we did hear some you know complaints uh, yeah complaints yeah. about how the car was and i heard know. some reports and i don't know what to make of these reports obviously yeah. um one of his issues was how how he sits in the car compared to how some of the other cars sit. Yep. And you might've seen some of these same yep. things where, um, I, I, was it the W15 last year? I, I forget which car. Um, W14. Well, let me, it was one of those two. Uh, so W14 would have <clears> been, <throat> sorry, I apologize. You're good. Uh, it doesn't, yeah, uh, 2023. So this is a W15 this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the W14, he he was complaining about sitting too far forward. Yep. Um, and I, I guess I I don't know what that would be like in that size of a car compared to mm -hmm. you know some of the other cars. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine it if it, if it's a very large feeling car and you're sitting in the front compared to everyone else, yeah. you might feel at a bit of a disadvantage and you might have less visual, less visibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw I saw diagrams, and I didn't know how drastic. I never like realized how drastic it was. Mm -hmm. The difference between certain teams and their cars, you know, physical style of like where the driver is compared to everything, and it's also like height difference too. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of you know car like drivers will like to be higher or lower, um, but yeah, the, like the there's like a pretty drastic difference between Red Bull, Ferrari, and I think Mercedes, and maybe McLaren was shown, like those four. Mm -hmm. But they essentially like showed, you know, all together, front of the car to the end of the car, and drivers' heads were like a foot apart. Yeah. Like, d difference-wise. Yeah, yeah. So like that's a very, you know, when you're in between the wheelbase of that, you're going to, it's going to feel way different if you're like almost closer to the center mm -hmm. of the car or closer to the front. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, especially if you have a very specific style that caters to one of those, mm -hmm. I would imagine that you would be, feel like you're being held back um, from your potential. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see if that contribute. I mean, yeah. I, I, maybe we won't see. We'll never know. Maybe, maybe we'll, if he releases a book one day, we'll know <sighs> what was the straw that broke the camel's back but yeah um you know it's rumored that the w15 might sit a little forward as well and maybe that was what made him leave and, and yeah. said all right it's clear this team is looking more towards equally towards george while while ferrari is this un unopened <laughs> quest if you will yeah so you know obviously he's one champion a championship with mclaren six with mercedes yep um if he can win one with ferrari i, I you know I, I would say that'd be an incredible career and and who's to say i mean he can't take some wins this year and, and and continue his legacy with mercedes he still has one year with mercedes to take it to ferrari as yeah. well um yeah transitioning i guess more into the implications of 
this move. Yes. Which I'm still struggling to process. Yeah, there's a lot of not question marks going on in my head right now. There was no question marks, and now there's a ton of question marks. Also, before we get into this part of it, this was all within like two days of yeah. like a rumor and then it happening. Yes. Which is like the fastest I've seen something that big progress. I think the news happened Thursday. And was it like one day? It was Thursday. The news happened. Uh, yeah. Wednesday, we were like going crazy with the rumors. Yeah. Um, but then the day before was like the first time it was like. Yeah, we even talked about heard about it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now it's Sunday. We're recording this. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah, let's talk about these implications for the future of the Formula One grid yeah. in 2025. So, okay, let's let's talk about, um, let's do some locks here, right? So 2025, yep. Ferrari is locked in. Charles Leclerc. Lewis Hamilton. Correct. Okay. So we're going to lock in McLaren as well. That'll be an easy one. Yeah. You know, let's just be safe. Lock in I Lando think, Norris and Oscar Piastri. Especially with where McLaren, well, unless something is wildly different with the season from their current trend, they're performing well. So I'm assuming that things will progress mm-hmm. um, for them. So we have an open seat at Mercedes to mm-hmm. pair with George Russell. Yep. And we have an open seat at Red Bull to pair with Max Verstappen, possibly, unless Checo does very well this year because it seems like the team is a little frustrated with his performance after last year. Yes. So there are a couple drivers that are being sought after right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being my favorite driver, Alex Albon at Williams, which scares me a little bit. Yes. For two reasons. Well, yeah. does it scare him? I'm happy that he's in the conversation for that. Yeah. I think it's going to be... I think this whole thing is going to just end up being a domino effect. Yeah. Um, which I guess is how it's always been. Yeah. I just haven't been, you know, around to experience it. Yeah. Um, you but, have... Once you have an open spot, you have to fill it with either a current driver... Yeah. Or a reserve driver... Or a rookie junior driver. Yeah. Um, so like you have to pick someone to fill that spot. Yeah. And then if you're choosing current driver, then it's just on to the next team to decide, you know, what they're gonna be doing. Oh yeah. Um it is it does make sense that Albon's in the conversation um about, you know, moving teams. There's been rumors about him having a three-year Red Bull contract offered to him. Yeah. Um, I also equally have heard that that was intentionally made by him and his team in order to get attention from Mercedes so that he can get pulled Interesting. To, to, you know, that Mercedes will want him more if they're, if they're hearing that Red Bull's offering Albon a three-year contract. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I, I think it's important to take everything with a grain of salt yeah. until it's confirmed, yes. just like I did with the Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari thing. Like everyone was telling and acting and, you know, talking about it like it already happened. But yep. like if it's not confirmed, it's not confirmed. Hey, yeah. And even if it is confirmed, it can still change. Oh, yeah. Like there's, you know, things have happened, you know, you know, without any warning, just like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can, you know, happen the same way. Um, the other direction. So mm-hmm. who really knows? But yeah. it's definitely a lot of, because uh, even even not talking about the 2026 season, but bringing this back to the, or sorry, the 2025 season, bringing it back to the 2024 season, it's just so interesting to me that he already knows that he's not going to be on the current team, but he's, you know, he, George and him have st- statements out saying that they're like you know ready to fight and win and enjoy the last season together but the idea of racing and competing and putting all your blood sweat and tears into a team knowing that you're just leaving at the end of it like he obviously has the potential to he could win the world championship of 2024 in the Mercedes. We don't know, man. And then does he still go to Ferrari if that I, happens? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think that he's going to be winning the championship in 2024. I'd like to see some, some competitiveness out of For him. For sure. Man. I think that I would love to see 
a tighter battle that's like kind of obvious. Yeah. But I think it would be really cool to see him towards the top, mm-hmm. like constantly throughout the season. Yeah. Because um, that's even more, uh, that's like tougher on his decision because if he does really well at Mercedes this year, yeah, it's going to be like difficult to leave that situation. Yeah. I mean, good to end on a high note. And he's already talked about that he wants to do that. He mm-hmm. wants to, you know, he doesn't want any like bad blood with Mercedes. He's obviously spent so much time with them building a relationship getting all these wins you know he's basically famous with them mm-hmm. and because of them um so yeah it's a this season will be int- very interesting with contracts ending being an open spot going to 2025 and then the whole next year is a new car there's gonna be even more craziness it's gonna oh, yeah. be wild oh yeah but yeah. Any other thoughts and ideas on that? No, I think I think we had a lot of stuff in this in this first episode of the season. Yeah. I think it bodes well for uh, an exciting season and and hopefully, you know, I, I guess we'll be doing this weekly until, you know, the season gets fired up. There's no reason to talk about, yeah. you know, previews and stuff like that. Yeah, next um, time we'll be able to talk about a bunch of the cars that were revealed. Oh yeah. Um you know, you'll have a lot of more short form coming at you, hopefully at a more consistent schedule yeah. um, across um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Be sure to follow us there. Um, be sure to leave a, a review on Spotify if you're a listener on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple subs- Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I always forget that I put that on there, too. <laughs> I never checked the statistics. <laughs> um, YouTube. Um, please leave us a, a subscribe if, 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 if you're watching on YouTube. Um, what else? What am I missing here? Yeah. comment comment on uh your opinions on we want to hear we want to hear your ideas what are you looking forward to this season what do, what do you want to see yeah do you have any 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 drivers on the sidelines that you're looking to see in 2025 yeah. during this silly season of 2024 who's going to be george russell's teammate who's going to be george's teammate who's going to be max's teammate what's going to happen to Checo? what's going to happen to carlos science i that's going to be huh? He's not smooth operating right now. That's a little scary. I feel bad for Carlos, but I, I think he'll be smooth operating this season. I, I think so. You know, he's never not smooth. I mean, he's. We'll hey, see. people, the people, the win from Max. Oh, that was a very smooth operation. <laughs> that, that was a that was a Singapore smooth operation. <laughs> but yeah, we look forward to this season. I hope you look forward to it as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye.